Welcome, small group leaders. This is Pearlside Small Group Leader Podcast, where we help you prepare to lead your group this week. And uh, I'm Jennifer, and today we have Pastor Billy uh, for our pod- podcast to continue our series, Battle Ready. Amen. Thank you, Pastor Jen. Yeah, you know, we are in part two of our series. Before we get into our discussion today, uh, to all our small group leaders, you know, we sent out an email of a video put together by our Every Nation uh, president, Pastor Steve Merle, where he addressed how we as leaders should speak about address the crisis going on in Gaza. I want to encourage you to take a look at that. It's a very short video, but I think some profound truths were communicated because we want to make sure that as you know, people ask us questions or we feel we need to address it, what is the right spirit, what is the right perspective that we should have in addressing the crisis in Gaza. So take a look at that video. In addition to the things that our pastors have said over the pulpit, I think this would be a very helpful resource for all of us uh, as we continue to lead our people through this crisis. Um, as we continue our discussion today, you know, we are in uh, part uh, part two of our series, uh, part three of our series, actually. Well, it's time's flying. <laughs> you know, anyway, um, you know, we're talking about the second part of the armor of God. And I think what's important to remember is, as the passage we've been reading, Ephesians chapter 6, reminds us that we're in a spiritual battle. Every conflict, every challenge that we face, we have to know that there is a spiritual component underlying it, where our enemy, the devil, wants to distract, derail, and destroy our lives and take us off a mission, really, to start living for other things. The devil doesn't have to kill you if he can keep you distracted. Mm -hmm. You know, he doesn't have to destroy your life if he can keep us so distracted with pleasure and sin where we destroy our own lives or just never fulfill God's purpose. And Mm -hmm. so there are spiritual components to everything, but we don't need to be afraid of that because God says, I've given you my armor uh, so that you can stand against the enemy. But we have to put it on. The the verb is repeated over and over, put on, put on, so that we understand it's our responsibility. He's not going to put the armor on us. We have to put it on ourselves. He makes it available, but we have to put it on. And so if you missed any part in our series, I want to highly encourage you uh, to go online, listen to that, and and catch up with us because um, every single part of this is so important. So we're looking at the second part of the armor of God uh, today. And um, it starts off with the shield of faith, right? Uh, we put in our notes there that the, the shield of faith, uh, faith is our shield against the enemy's attacks. And faith really is fully trusting in God, his word, and living in obedience to him. And so when the enemy sends arrows of doubt and fear and anxiety or any kind of attack, we have to put up the shield of faith where we're trusting that God is on our side mm-hmm. and we're trusting in what his word says and we're living in obedience to Him. And I think that's the key where a lot of people get stuck, is we may believe God, but we don't actually obey God. And the Bible tells us in First John that faith, uh, actually in James, faith without works is dead. And so without obedience, our faith is pointless. It's powerless. But when we have faith that's being worked out in our lives through obedience, we can extinguish all the attacks of the enemy. So we need to have the shield of faith. The second one is the helmet of salvation. This one is key because, you know, the enemy loves to attack our minds. And I don't think it's any um, coincidence that the helmet goes on the head where our minds are, our thought life is. And what protects our head, our minds, is salvation, knowing that we are children of God, that in Christ, I am a child of God. I know who I am and whose I am. Mm -hmm. And I can stand against the enemy's attacks because I know that in Christ, I am a child of God. And this is so huge because the enemy loves to come in and put in doubt, put in fear, anxiety with the war in Gaza going on. You know, there's a lot of fear and anxiety going on. Mm -hmm. Um, And we need to make sure that we remind ourselves in the midst of these attacks that come into our thought life. We remember who we are and whose we are. We're children of God. The third one is the sword of the spirit, that the, the, the word of God is our weapon against the enemy. And therefore, we overcome the enemy as we speak the word of God out. 
I love how numerous times in Scripture the the word is the picture is a sword coming out of Jesus's mouth, right? He spoke and 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 it was like a sword that came out. The Book of Revelation talks about that, and in a couple other places. And so we recognize that the Word of God is not just something that we know and memorize. It's something that we need to speak out of our mouths, and there's power when we speak the Word of God. And so we need to read it, we need to know it, we need to speak it. When Jesus was tempted in the wilderness in Matthew chapter 4, he declared the word right. against every one of Satan's attacks. He spoke it. He yeah. spoke it out. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of Christians, we may know the word, but we don't ever speak it out of our mouths. We don't ever declare it in a moment of temptation or stress or whatever. And we're missing a powerful weapon, which is the sword of the Spirit, the Word of God. And then lastly, Paul reminds us to pray in the Spirit at all times, right? He says, pray in the Spirit in all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. And so praying in the Spirit is a powerful weapon against the enemy. And, you know, sometimes we call that praying in tongues. Um, And, uh, you know, the Bible talks about that over and over and over again. And um, it's a powerful tool that I think too few Christians actually employ in their lives, this weapon of praying in the Spirit. And so, you know, these four elements of the armor we talk about here, and um, I want to encourage us to meditate them, put them on, and, and put them to work, especially as the enemy comes to attack our lives. And so, um, Pastor Jen, maybe you can start us off as you reflect on the weekend sermon and the main thoughts and scriptures above. What is the Lord highlighting to you and why? What are some insights you would share here or what, it, what are some things you're processing? Well, uh, you know, in the last few weeks, my small group's been sharing about how they're really falling in love with reading the Word. And so for the series, you know, every time we talk about reading the Word and that, you know, this uh, armor of God comes from understanding God's Word, they've been really excited about digging into mm. uh, learning more about what the what the Word of God says for their life and for the armor of God and be able to fight these spiritual battles. And so we've just been kind of continuing on that conversation. So I think talking about the sword of the Spirit this week will be really interesting in mm-hmm. my small group. Uh, even sharing with them not just reading the Word, but activating the Word yeah. and being able to speak mm-hmm. it out over their life, that will probably come up in our discussion. So I'm excited to be able to talk with them about that and encourage them in that area. Yeah, it's so huge to be able to, to not just know the word, but to speak it out. I was really meditating on this and just, that's what Jesus did. When he was tempted by Satan, right. he didn't just think the word in his right. head. He you know, spoke it word. He spoke it out. Pre- he declared yeah. it, right, mm-hmm. out of yeah. his mouth. Mm-hmm. And it says after the, th- the third attack, Satan left him, right? And I think uh, we need to put that into practice. I, I just know a lot of times when I'm dealing with challenges or whatever, I, I try to think, okay, what does the Bible say about this? And then I just start declaring it out of my mouth. Right. When Pastor Jim LaFoon was here several weeks ago, he told me something. He said, Billy, let me tell you something that's revolutionized my faith. That's my Jim LaFoon impression. <laughs> um, he said, you know, uh, he started speaking the Word of God mm, out. So what he said yeah. he does, just, just kind of a, a tip. So I asked him, what you know, how do you do that? What's kind of your method? He said, you know, whatever I'm praying about, I'll just Google search it. <laughs> and then, you know, and then you know, there's different websites that'll pop up Bible verses on, say, like fear. You know, mm-hmm. what does the Bible say about mm-hmm. fear? Boom. And then there's like a hundred Bible verses about mm-hmm. it. And he was just, I'll just go down them one by one, reading them out loud, yeah. confessing them over my life. Yeah. And I was like, wow, that's easy. Anybody can do that. Right, right, you know? right. And he said, but he looked at me. He's like, this has revolutionized my right, faith. You right, know, right. I was like, man, okay, if the prophet of God, you know, is giving me tips on how to revolutionize mm-hmm. my faith, I better take it. And, and I uh, love that he Googled it. 
you know, because yeah. sometimes we get, we kind of are hard on ourselves because we can't remember yeah. what the Bible says word for yes. word. And he Googled it. So That's we have right. permission we to do it, that yeah. too. <laughs> or, or we think, oh, I need some, some secret prayer sheet or some yeah. secret list of right. scriptures. Like, no, right. it's right. out there, right. you know, thank right. God for, you know, technology. And so just look up, you know, fear. What does the Bible say about fear? And boom, you know, the first mm-hmm. 10 verses, just speak it out, declare it over your right. life, proclaim it. That's and good. we must remember, you know, in the, in the Bible days, especially in the Old Testament, not everyone had written texts because they were so rare, you know, with the, just the technology that they didn't have then, that it was spoken. It was an oral tradition that mm-hmm. they passed on. And so the Word of God was spoken far more than it was actually read. And so we have to put that into practice in our mm-hmm. lives. And I think when I read about the sword of the Spirit, that's what it is. And I think far too few of us speak the Word over our lives mm-hmm. to fight against the mm-hmm. thoughts mm-hmm. and the lies of the enemy that right. comes There's on something us. something about speaking it, you know, it comes out of our mouth, but also our, hear- our ears get to hear it again. So our mind kind of like doubly hears yep. what we're trying to say no, that's right. when it's the Word of God, especially. Yep. So, and yeah, there are studies great. that show that when we, when we speak stuff out of our mouths, mm-hmm. you're right, we hear mm-hmm. it, our different parts of our brain activate, and so we, we even learn things differently as, mm-hmm. we, as we verbalize things uh, orally and hear them audibly. Yeah, um, you know, another thing that really stood out to me as we were discussing this again is just, you know, the helmet of salvation. You know, I uh, whenever challenges come, you know, I don't know about you guys, but when I face challenges, opposition, things don't go the way that I want, sometimes I'm tempted to think, God, I thought you loved me. Why am I going through this? You know, or like, mm-hmm. God, you know, I thought I was your, your child or why would you let this happen to me? And I hear people say that a lot mm-hmm. and I realize I think yeah. it a lot. And I think that's where the helmet of salvation comes on, where we need to put that on our minds that, like, I am a child of God. I know that you love me, you know, rather than let the thought reign, like, I thought you loved me. Where are you? What happened? Where did you go? Is remind myself, no, I am a child of God through Christ. I know that you love me. And we'll overcome this. And mm-hmm. God, you have a plan and a purpose. But that comes when we put it on. Salvation, mm-hmm. I know I'm a child of God. Right, right. This isn't punishment. Right. You know what I mean? The you haven't of that. abandoned yeah. me. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And uh, I think I think far too. I hear people say that when they face a challenge, and we got to remind ourselves: put that helmet of salvation on, guard your mind with the assurance that you are mm-hmm. a son, a daughter mm-hmm. of God. Mm-hmm. Amen. So, mm-hmm. um, let's look at the second question: When have you applied one of the elements of the armor of God to your life? Uh, discussed above during a time of spiritual attack. What happened? What did you learn through that experience, Pastor Jen? Any thoughts on that from your life? You know. Um I, I find uh, like praying in the spirit, that's one, that's number four, right? And so talking about uh, with our group, what that means, how powerful that can be. And I remember times, you know, we, a lot of times we want to pray the thoughts that uh, we know we're supposed to pray. And then, but then the emotions come because sometimes, you know, the spiritual attack stirs up emotions, right? It can be a relational situation. It could be, I remember praying for people, you know, when they're on their, you know, they're sick and they're on their deathbed and you're really praying, you know, that God would bring healing yeah. and hope. And sometimes you run out of words. Yep. And so that in those difficult situations, um, you know, I just always feel encouraged when they get to pray in the spirit, mm-hmm. when I feel like, okay, there's no other words that I could use and I you know I don't want to get just emotional yeah. and not do anything about it but be mm. able to pray in the spirit and so whether it's a relational issue you know those are those are usually pretty hard or like a life or death situation you know or like a, somebody's sick and uh, needs prayer in the hospital those types of things being able to pray oh, in the spirit so has been helpful you know powerful. I love this this verse here in Romans 8 no you're right you know how it says the Spirit helps us in our weakness. We do not know what we ought to pray for, to your point. Sometimes we don't know how to pray for this situation. But I love this. But the Spirit Himself intercedes for us through wordless groans. 
And he who searches our hearts knows the mind of the Spirit because the Spirit intercedes for God's people in accordance with the will of God. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that's it. Sometimes we don't know what we ought to pray for. Or if we only pray in our own natural knowledge, we mm-hmm. may only be praying an aspect of what needs to be prayed. But when we pray in the Spirit, we're allowing the Spirit who knows the mind of God and can pray according to the will of God. We allow Him to pray through right. us. Right. It's far more powerful. Right. And it's just this, this weird symbiotic relationship and partnership with God that He allows us to, we activate the praying in the Spirit, but then He prays through us. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's a weird mystery that I don't think anybody fully understands, but but yet it's so powerful. Mm-hmm. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, so don't get distracted in talking about praying in tongues in group, by the way, this week. Right, right. Um, you know, but what you can say is you go to Freedom Weekend. In fact, we have Freedom mm-hmm. Weekend classes coming up in November. We take a little bit more time to explain it there. But more importantly, yeah, we, we give people an opportunity. Right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But more importantly, we give people an opportunity to experience it. And I was just mm-hmm. talking to one of my leaders uh, yesterday, in fact, who said, you know, I, I didn't grow up in a tradition where we spoke in tongues, but man, when when, when we when I experienced it, I was like, okay, I don't need to understand it. Like, <laughs> I, I experienced its power and uh, I get it now, you know. So don't get distracted in like the who's in, you know, the, the, the mechanics of praying in tongues in this part. But you can just leave it at, go to Freedom Weekend, we'll, we'll give you a chance, you, you can learn it there. But if you do pray in the Spirit, do it more often. And I found myself, as I've gotten older in life and dealt with heavier, weightier challenges, needing to pray in the spirit a ton mm-hmm. more you know because mm-hmm. in our natural knowledge you've all we've all come to the point where like our natural knowledge is exhausted i don't know how to handle the situation i don't know what to do and in those moments especially i've realized i need to pray in the spirit mm-hmm. i just need god you need to just show mm-hmm. up in this and mm-hmm. i just you you pray through me mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. and um there's power in that you know right. and yeah. there's also freedom in that yeah so and that's why I think Paul closes this section of the scripture with, hey, pray in the spirit, pray mm-hmm. for me, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Because of all the challenges I'm facing. Right. Um, yeah, you know, for me, you know, I, I think all of these apply, but I do remember when we were going through our season with Micah's health, and it was, it was one of those seasons where I can't do anything in the natural. I put them all into practice. I was praying in tongues a ton, you know, um, I started preaching declaring the word, you know, over him, speaking the word over our situation. But you know, one of the big ones, I think for me, is that helmet of salvation. Because mm-hmm. there are many nights where I say, God, I thought you loved me. You know, like, mm-hmm. why are we going through this? Or, mm-hmm. or, and I remember one night I was praying and I, and, I, and I felt like God say, what do you mean I thought you loved me? Like, you know, I love you. Mm-hmm. I was oh, just like, I was, yeah, no, I, yeah. I felt so yeah. convicted. I was like, yeah. dang, yeah. you know, and, um, and so that realizing I need to put that helmet of salvation on every night. God, I know I'm your son. I know you love us. I know you have a plan through this. And my prayers changed from why are we going through this and God take it away to God, I know you're in control. What are you trying to teach Mm -hmm, me? mm -hmm. But I wouldn't have had that pivot, I think, if I didn't remind myself over and over, I'm a child of God. This isn't isn't some calamity that is outside of his scope. You know what I'm Mm -hmm. saying? Like he's going to use this for my good because I'm his son. Mm-hmm. This isn't punishment. This isn't his abandonment. This is just part of the journey of mm-hmm. my growth. Mm-hmm. And, and But if we don't have that helmet of salvation on, we waver. Like, where are you? What happened? Mm-hmm. What, you know, I mm-hmm. thought this, I thought that, and didn't mm-hmm. I sacrifice for you? You know, you go down right. that rabbit hole. It's yeah. like, no, I'm a child of God. And so if you've allowed this, God, there's a reason. Mm-hmm. And so I found that really powerful mm-hmm. um, just when we were going through that. Right. Uh, last question here. You know, what, which of the pieces of armor do you struggle to put on every day? Why do you think this is so... What can you do to begin equipping yourself daily? You know, I think every single one of us will admit we need to work on these areas. Maybe it's praying in the Spirit. Maybe it's the sort of speaking the word out, right? Maybe it's putting on the helmet of salvation. Maybe it's the shield of faith where we're we're not really obeying God. And so we don't have a strong shield. There's pukas in our shield because there's tons of disobedience in our life. Whatever it is, allow the guys and your people in your group to 
verbalize that and don't condemn and say, yeah, I told you so. <laughs> Just go, yeah, me too. We mm-hmm. all struggle, but mm-hmm. let's together mm-hmm. get better mm-hmm. and encourage mm-hmm. one another mm-hmm. in this. Pastor Jen, any final thoughts before we sign off today? You know, as people are sharing, it's always good because you know you have an hour, maybe hour and 15 minutes with them. It's good to kind of, when they share things, get them to an activation point. So yeah. what is it that you're going to do yeah, differently gonna do? this week or next week that, you know, that you got a revelation from God, like you're going to read your word more. You're going to put the helmet of salvation on and understand, you know, that doubt and fear is gone in Jesus' name, but that you believe that you're a child of God. Whatever it may be, you know, have them declare that activation because then the following week you kind of follow up and say, hey, how did it go? You know, were you able to do what you said you were going to do? And that really helps them to grow in their walk towards God and grow in their discipleship. Uh, absolutely. I think that's so huge. You know, one of the applications from my, my group broke up into several clusters last night. The guys all got on the Bible app together and they synchronized their oh, Bible cool. reading. Yeah, you, know, you, you can do that, right? And you that's can hold great. each other accountable. And, right. and when one person finishes their devotional, everyone gets notified. Oh, so-and-so finished their devotional. And you get guilted into, or not guilted, pressured into, right. in a healthy way, peer pressured into uh, <laughs> doing what we know we other. ought to do yeah. anyway, right? So... You know, some of us sync our, our fitness apps on our watches together and we see when we all finish workouts. So we encourage one another. Hey, let's encourage one another about our Bible reading right. and putting yeah. the word of truth on and, right. and all that kind of deal. So I love what you said, Pastor Jen. Practical applications, holding one another accountable, mm-hmm. so important. And then, of course, as we close, you know, let's make sure we make time to pray for one another. Mm-hmm. Um, there may be people in your group that are dealing with a spiritual battle right now. Make sure you take time to pray over one another uh, so that we can stand and be victorious together. Mm-hmm. But let's also pray for a friend or family member who may be going through something that God would show up and use us to be ministers of the gospel in their life and in their situation. Amen. Well, thank you, leaders. You guys are amazing. Thank you for also praying and fasting with us. And let's continue to believe God for breakthrough in people's lives, in our state, in the world. And and one of the things that we're going to really focus on uh, during our Seek Week is is, is even praying for the nations Mm -hmm. and that the gospel would go forth from Hawaii, that we would go and be a light to the nations as well. So thank you for joining with us. Thank you for praying with us. And thank you for continuing to lead your groups. Mm -hmm. Amen. We love you guys. And let's stand firm in the faith together. God bless you. We love you. Thank you.